everybody. This is Aaliyah Jacobson with Keeping Up with COVID. Over the past few podcasts, I have talked about the effects COVID has had on things in our everyday lives. First podcast, I talked to Colleen Shaw, a teacher, about how teachers and students have been affected. And the second podcast, I talked about how COVID has affected mental health, briefly speaking to Kylie Whale, a nurse at a mental health clinic. If either of those interest you and you haven't heard them yet, you can find them on cmru.ca. For this podcast, I'm going to be focusing on interpersonal relationships and how COVID has affected them. During quarantine, there were a lot of changes happening in relationships. Being stuck with people for months on end without any escape will definitely impact the way you look at them. That or your skills of avoiding them will become really good. Relationships are a big part of life. You can see it in every movie, hear it in basically every song, and read about it in every book. In our case, we all got to see what seems like a movie plot line play out in our real lives. How the world reacts to a pandemic and basically shutting down. And just like in the movies, relationships were a big part of the plot line, or at least the subplot line. During quarantine, we all found out how much we really like our family, in case we didn't already know. And for some of us, it was finding out how much we like our roommates or our romantic partners. I know a lot of people who are in relationships during the quarantine period, and they talked about how weird it was to have FaceTime dates and how much they missed seeing and being with these people. Quarantine affected all types of relationships, but I think that we can all learn from the way these relationships were affected. I think some of the most interesting relationships can be found within families because with siblings, those are the people you started your life with and who have basically always been there. And it's the same way with most child-parent relationships. Families share a lot of memories together and know just what makes you tick. So being in quarantine together can add a ton of new memories, and then they have all these new embarrassing memories of you as part of their arsenal. So obviously, you have to get even and get as many embarrassing memories of them. So it's either equal or you have more. And then it's an all-out war because you know they're going to mention it sometime. So if you don't have something, they will. Kidding. Kind of. Yeah. 
But there have been studies on the changes in relationships within families and between romantic partners. And I think whether relationships have grown or deteriorated has really been dependent on the individuals. I found in a lot of studies, they were talking about mindset and what a positive mindset did during quarantine versus what a negative one did. One study I found talked a lot about how changes in your eating, working out, and sleeping patterns are closely related to our moods. On JamaNetwork.com, some interesting aspects of family relationships are talked about. They were saying that a parent's mental health can play a role in their child's mental health. But they also note that a closer parent-child relationship decreases anxiety in kids. This study proves that our mental health and how we behave will affect the people around us and how they feel and behave. Especially with children as they are still learning and growing. If we don't take care of our outlooks, then we will affect those around us because of our relationships with them. Relationships serve the individual as well as the collective, and therefore the collective can be affected by one individual. So basically, if you're in a bad mood, you're obviously going to be affecting those around you and affecting if they want to be near you if you're constantly in that bad mood. Yeah, it's interesting how our moods and our mindsets are connected to so many things. I know from talking to Colleen Shaw and Kylie Whale, who were both guests in previous podcasts, that they found it was really important to keep a positive mood during this time. People with a negative outlook have been struggling a lot with stress and anxiety and have just been really overwhelmed. I'm sure this still happens for people with a positive outlook. But when you constantly have a negative mindset, thoughts that are equally negative and harmful to ourselves and others can seep in. With a positive mindset and awareness, we can catch these harmful thoughts and counter them with positive thoughts. This is seen in relationships. Individuals who have a large negative mindset can get annoyed easily and lash out at those around them. It's hard to keep a healthy and strong relationship when one person continues to have this turmoil of stress and negativity inside of them. There have been a few articles that talked about the negative effects of COVID on our mental health and our relationships. In my last podcast, I discussed some of the causes of mental health issues very briefly and one of the main causes was relationships. It is best to take some time and correct our mindset so we are looking at things in a better light. In order to remain healthy and close to the people we love, overall parents who came out of quarantine were found to have grown closer with their children due to their insistence on remaining positive. Something that really concerned people during quarantine was 
other people who had toxic home lives. While I joke about family dynamics, there were actually home situations which had detrimental impacts on mental and physical health in the forms of poor communication, like parents who yell at each other all the time. That behavior is going to affect other behavior of the parents and is going to cause a negative impact on the child. There were homes consumed with fear, stress, and anxiety. And in fact, there are still homes that are consumed with all these things. There were also homes with different forms of abuse. While being quarantined was an opportunity for some families to grow close, it was also something that facilitated more harm. While I was researching this topic, I didn't really find a lot of articles talking about abuse during the COVID period. There were a few, one of them being the American Journal of Public Health, but out of these articles, they did note that many were not able to seek as much help as they were before. I think the fact that there weren't that many articles about this shows how much attention we need to draw to this subject. At the very least, to put more awareness of this out there and how harmful these situations are during quarantine. Some people had a harder time finding help during the quarantine period, which has made their home lives harder. Survivors have a hard time getting away from their abusers to call centers and shelters that provide safe housing. And these places and centers are able to offer housing to less people due to COVID restrictions. It is especially difficult for men and transgender people to find a shelter during these times as there are fewer shelters for them. Now that we are out of lockdown, people can once again get the support they need. Luckily, Canada has provided more funding for abuse and violence services according to their website in response to this need. At the moment, they are supporting nearly 1,000 organizations. As we enter a new season where people are recommending we stay inside, or rather we wear masks even while we are outside, we are entering a modified quarantine time. So these same things could put people at risk once more. It is best for those who have been it is best for those who have been abused to, con to have contact with one of these organizations. These organizations have multiple ways of trying to keep in touch with survivors once the survivors have contacted them. It is also important that we be aware of issues such as these during this time so that we can bring further awareness to our communities and start to do more about it.
During this time, I really wanted to remind everyone how important it is to keep positive. COVID, COVID will eventually end. We don't know when, but until then, but until then, we all have to be very aware of what impacts it is currently having on us and those around us and be empathetic to those around us and stay positive. Whether, whether it is what Kylie Whale was suggesting on my second podcast when she was saying to find activities and hobbies to do to keep you busy during this time or whether it is what my first guest Colleen Shaw was suggesting with taking time to yourself and just reflecting on your mindset and readjusting it. For my own advice, I just want to say that I know these times are hard and we are faced with more challenges and hardships every day. But it is only made worse when we let negative thinking take control. There are so many unexpected things that come our way. So I encourage everyone to find the good and the humor in them. While we have a right to panic and should not bury our anger, sadness, and whatever other negative emotions we're feeling, as this can just further harm us and the people around us, we should also remember that there is not just negatives in every situation. There is a positive. Sometimes you really have to look for it, but they are there. If you can't find any positives, then make your own by spending time with those you love and finding things that make you happy. This has been your host, Aaliyah Jacobson, and this has been Keeping Up With COVID. You can find any episode of this three podcast series on cmru.ca and can listen to them at any point in time. Just a reminder, the first episode I spoke with Colleen Shaw about school during COVID. And the second episode I had br- and the second episode I had a brief interview with Kylie Whale about the topic of mental health and what COVID has done to it. Thank you all for being great listeners, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.